Thank you very much, Rav Feldman. Rav Feldman, I have to begin with an apology. Um, the, the apology is not because uh, I, I intend Rachman uh, Islam and saying anything offensive. To, to the best of my knowledge, uh, what, uh, what what I hope to share with you this morning are inoffensive. To be but the, the apology is, is l'sha'ava, not l'haba. But if I haven't said anything yet, what is that to apologize l'sha'ava? So, as a little bit of a hint, the apology is intended especially for the linguistic purists among us this morning. I don't want to, I don't want to give away the, the ending of, of the of the drasha just yet. But w- one thing is clear that if we is better than them, it isn't that we speak English more grammatically than they speak English, because the title should have read, we're better than they, aren't we? <laughs> the the Gemara Shabbos says that, L'chove Yushalayim, El B'shvil Shalohu Chichu that the reason Yerushalayim, the Beis HaMikdash, was destroyed was because we didn't, literally translate, we didn't give each other tochachah. <coughs> the Meshachachman, a very, very beautiful comment, explains what's the difference between the idiom and Lashon HaKodesh, whether or not one speaks of tochachah followed by the Lamid, the prepositional Lamid, Lahochiach Lut, to give rebuke to, which, or whether it's hochichu za which is in fra- which is in, in, in fact the, the phrase that uh, that Chazal employ in that Gemara, and the Meshachachma explains that there are two ways of receiving, of both imparting and receiving tochacha. One is when you have an individual. The, 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 the phrase that Rabbi Simcha uses: a person who's a gadol, hador, a kedosh, Hashem. A person who is so much above and beyond us, we don't necessarily relate to him because his, his greatness is just so overwhelming, but the respect he commands is such that when he gives us divrei musa, divrei tochacha, so then we, we take it to heart. And that's one form and one mode of, of tochacha. There's another form and mode of tochacha where the tochacha isn't necessarily articulated. And here, the one who imparts the tochacha, again, as the Mephoshim explained, that the root of, of tochacha is lahochiach, uh, it means to make clear, it means to prove, it means to clarify. Hence, by extension, it means rebuke as well. But there's another form of tochacha which isn't necessarily articulated, and the source of that tochacha comes from people with whom we identify. People who we don't see as being uh, far above us in, in, in the stratosphere, but people with whom we can identify. For instance, the Meshachachma gives an example. Let's say we know someone, and we know that he's struggling to make ends meet. He has uh, a big family and lots of expenses, not in a very uh, high-paying profession, he's struggling to make ends meet. And nevertheless, we see the scrupulousness, we see the honesty when it comes to every penny, 
not to cut any corners, not to look for any uh, shady or, or questionable uh, loopholes. So when we see that and, and we, we draw edification and inspiration from that, that's an example of the other example that Meir Simcha gives is let's say you have a, a person of uh, marriageable age and a person who by, by nature is a physically passionate person and hasn't found, uh, hasn't found the, the Shedach yet. And nevertheless, when it comes to the area of, of Tzniyas, he's so careful and, and so careful about uh, not uh, unnecessarily uh, looking at, at women. So again, Precisely because he's he's one of us. He's not the uh, the gadol hador kedosh Hashem. He's someone with whom we can identify. So when we look to that person, we draw inspiration. That's an example of hochichu zeeza, a, a reciprocal type of tochacha. And he says lochava yushalayim That's what what Chazal are, are, are telling us. What's true amongst individuals in an intra-communal sense is also true between communities in an inter-communal sense. Every community has what to teach and every community also has what to learn from other communities within the from spectrum. There isn't any monopoly on, on truth and, and, and virtue. There's no one zip code where in that area truth and, and virtue purely unadulterated are, are, uh, are embodied and that it doesn't exist elsewhere. There's no such monopoly. And for that matter, the same way there's no monopoly on, on, on truth and, and virtue, there's no monopoly on chesronos also. All of our communities uh, across the spectrum have tremendous mindless, tremendous virtues. There are also some chesronos. The paradigm of hochichu is to draw, again, edification and inspiration from each other. But Meir Simcha explains, he quotes the famous Gemara in Christus, where the Gemara in Christus says that, that whenever Jews gather together on, on, on a tainus to Davin, if there are not Poshe Yisrael, if there are not sinners amongst them, so then the tainus is, uh, is, is not what it's intended to be. And, and Chazal quote as a proof from that because the Cheldanah, which is one of the ingredients of the Ktoris. The Ktoris is designed to, uh, to, to give off a very uh, wonderful fragrance. The Cheldana taken by itself has an offensive odor, and yet it's mixed in to the, it's one of the uh, primary ingredients of the Ktoris. It says with Meya Simcha, because even something which is Pachos Ba'atzmi Yuso, even something which may be in isolation, its, uh, its fragrance is not pleasant, but as part of the mixture, it contributes. Or in other words, Rebbe Simcha is telling us something very profound here. 
when we approach, again, whether on an intra-communal level or an inter-communal level, when we approach with an attitude of we are validated and elevated by that. If the effect that others have upon us is, is a positive one, it validates and, and elevates them. If the effect that we have on others, our own shortcomings notwithstanding, if the effect that we have on others is also uplifting, salutary, I- inspiring, so then we are thereby validated and, uh, and elevated because that becomes the dominant and that becomes the most important part and facet of, of our personality. None of this is to suggest that we whitewash shortcomings that exist, whether within the communities in which we live or whether in other communities of which we're aware. On the contrary, I think we're supposed to be aware, again, both of our own shortcomings as well as shortcomings in in other communities. Because as, as the Chafetz Chaim explains, he says that if one would be speaking, uh, again, what outwardly, what superficially might seem to be Lashon Hara, one would be telling a, a Talmud that his Rebbe has a certain character flaw, and, and you should be careful not to adopt that, you should be careful not to emulate that. So that's, again, it superficially seems to be Lashon Hara, but if that's what motivates it, and it's necessary, so then it's not Lashon Hara. On the contrary, it's, it's a mitzvah. So we certainly should be aware of, again, chasronas that exist, whether uh, when we look within our own Dalaramas, or whether we're looking outside of our Dalaramas, and if, in fact, it's, it's, it's necessary, so one, L'Shem Shemayim, should identify it and... and uh, so as to make clear that uh, this isn't a, 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 correct, a correct form of behavior. But maybe just a, a word in this context uh, about uh, Loshon Hora and, and, and Motsi Shemra in, in the communal context. Again, as we just mentioned, there are times when things do need to be pointed out. And again, without exaggeration, when one knows that they're true and when the only way to impart the message is to identify a, a flaw that, that exists, so then it's not only mutter, it's, it's a mitzvah to do so. Again, provided that we know that it's true, provided that we're not exaggerating, provided that, the, the, uh, that it can't be achieved through, through any other method, all the other conditions, the Chafetz Chaim places, it would be not only mutter but a mitzvah as well. If it's true, but unnecessary, so then it's Lashon Hara. Chafetz Chaim writes, and it's very, very sobering, Chafetz Chaim writes, he says, you know, if Rachman Litzlan, a Jew, speaks Lashon Hara about a fellow Jew, okay, that's, that's not a good thing. I think the, the Rav in, in one place, I don't remember whether I, I heard this or read this, says that the Torah is so harsh about Lashon Hara, it's almost almost to the point of being brutal in, 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 in how, 
harshly, the Torah condemns Lashon Hara. So even Lashon Hara about an individual is not to be taken lightly. But the Chavetz Chaim gives an example. Let, let's say a person goes to visit in a certain community. And let's say he finds in that community, so wherever he happened to Davin and Shabbos, whatever, that people weren't especially welcoming. It was, it was a cold... It, it, it was very cold. He felt like he, he got the cold shoulder wherever, uh, wherever he turns. And then he comes back to his... Uh, his own community and people ask him so how was uh, Shabbos in, in, in place X, Y, or Z and he says it's a very very cold place he says no one says Shalom Aleichem no one uh, no one extends a greeting so the Chafetz Chaim says so that's Lashon Hara times how many people in that community a hundred a thousand ten thousand it's Lashon Hara ten thousand times over and, and, and the care with which one needs to speak, so we always need to, to try to maintain th- that, that care. I think they say that Rabbi Sal Salanta used to walk around with the, the Sefer Chafetz Chaim after it was published. He was an older contemporary of, uh, of, of the Chafetz Chaim, but when the Chafetz Chaim first published his Sefer of, of the Chafetz Chaim, with Russian heart, so they say Rabbi Sal Salanta used to walk around with a Sefer in his Talazekel because he might be in the middle of saying something and he would have a suffix whether or not uh, it was permissible to, to, to finish the sentence. So he used to walk around with the, uh, with, with the Sefer Chafetz Chaim in his Talzeka. One, one assumes, although he would certainly not own up to it, that uh, he probably didn't really need it for himself, but probably wanted uh, others to notice that he was doing that and, uh, and, that, and that the story should, should reach us, but uh, there's no reason to think that Mishan Salanta would, would, would own up to that. So the care with which we speak is something that we're supposed to always be on red alert to be speaking carefully and to measure our words when talking about other people. But achas kama the kama, that's true a hundredfold, a thousandfold, ten thousandfold over. When one uses some of the, uh, some of the uh, stereotypical uh, adjectives and nouns that, that are used to refer to different segments of the of the firm community and then with a, a, a broad brush we, we paint a picture and, and, and there are picture and there are elements in that picture even Zalzayim that they're all true even let, let, let's imagine let's hope that, that minimally that, that uh, let's hope on one level that minimally that they're all true but if there's anything unnecessary it's Lashon Hara multiplied by 10,000? 100,000? I don't know, I don't know what the, the factor is that, that it's multiplied by. I, I don't think it's possible to... Well, it's, it's virtually impossible to be too careful, given, given what, what, the, what, what the stakes are. And, and, that's, and that is if everything we say is true, and if there's something there that isn't true, if we buy into a report if we accept indiscriminately a, a, a stereotype, so then that's not Lashon Hara anymore. Then, then we, we've upped the ante. That, that, that's Moshe Shema, as, as chomor, as severe, and, and as harshly as, as the Torah relates to Lashon Hara, so the Torah relates to Moshe Shema even more, even more strictly. I think we, we all know that whenever we 
hear or, or see reports that, that pertain, again, either whether to us as individuals or to the communities in which we live, so we always see inaccuracies. Right? Whenever, whenever there's a report and, and, and one has first-hand intimate knowledge about it, so one sees all kinds of, uh, all kinds of uh, inaccuracies and all kinds of uh, incorrect and inappropriate, uh, again, uh, descriptions. So if we know that firsthand when we hear things that, that, that perhaps are, are, are said or, or written about ourselves, there's no reason to assume that, that reports and, and stereotypes are any more accurate or, or precise when, when the, the, the people being subjected to that reporting or stereotyping are people from outside the communities in, in which we live. So chesronos are, are all over. No one has uh, no, no one has a monopoly either on on truth and virtue or or, or chesronos. But we have to be very very careful not to superficially buy into stereotypes. It's also the case the fact that a person self-identifies with a certain group in the orthodox spectrum. Let's say I I self-identify whatever the uh, whatever the adjective or, or, or the noun will be, and then I behave uh, inappropriately. So that doesn't necessarily reflect the, in the entire group. The fact that I uh, self-identify as a member of that group, and then I do something inappropriate, so that doesn't mean that everyone else is, is guilty by association. What association? I associated myself. That's my form of self-identification. And maybe, maybe they're as outraged as... Uh, as, as, as everyone else is, and, and doubly so, because of, of my self-identifying association. So even when something is undeniably true, but we, we can't, again, even in our own minds, even if it's not to say anything, even if it's not to articulate anything, but even in our own minds, it's not so simple that just because a person is dressed externally, in, in, in a certain way. He has a certain type of yarmulke, a certain type of hat, a certain... Uh, the tzitzes are in, the tzitzes are out. It's long, it's short. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that if, if that person, Rahman al-Etzlan, behaves uh, inappropriately, that that's a reflection on, uh, on other people who, again, externally look the same, or daven in the same shul, or, or live... In, in, in the same neighborhood. And that's even if we're not going to say a word, if there isn't going to be an issue of speaking Lashon HaRachman just in terms of our own understanding, uh, our own impressions. In that vein of Hochichu Zazah, I think the communities in which we live have a tremendous amount to teach and, and if others need to learn that they can look to our communities for in instruction and, and inspiration on many, many very fundamental values and, and issues within, within Torah life. And we can also train our sites and, and I think w we can also 
learn from, from Achenu Bnei Yisrael. It's always more productive to talk about uh, what I need to learn rather than what Yenem needs to learn. So, he'll figure out what he needs to learn and uh, let me try to figure out what, what I need to learn. So, in that vein, I'd like to mention two or, or three areas that perhaps, again, in our communities, Liayin Hara, again, in many ways, model exemplar communities, but to mention two or, or, or three areas in which, in the vein of Hochichu Zeh we can draw inspiration from our, our, our fellow Jews. It's, it's difficult, perhaps impossible, to overstate the chashivos, the importance that Torah should have in our life. Every night when we daven ma'ariv, ki heim chayen v'arach Torah are not a part of our life, not even an important part of our life, ki heim chayen v'arach It is our life. Everything, everything else is a balancing act. Everything else is how, how to live Torah in, in all these different situations. But ultimately, our professional lives, our personal lives, all venues in which to live Torah, in which to project Torah, in which to represent Torah, in which to learn Torah, in which to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ki Heim Chayenu, and specifically Talmud Torah, Ki Heim Chayenu V'Arach Yomeinu. A husband and wife are both most anefesh, that after a long day of work and coming home and spending some family time, that, 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 that the husband goes out to the Beis Medrash is a very beautiful vision and a very beautiful fulfillment of that credo of Kihem Chayen Chayenu. Part of Chaz- the Torah and, and Chazal's vision, Hainuhach, Chazal articulate the Torah's vision for us. Part of their vision for a, a life of Kedusha provides guidelines for interaction between the genders. And not at the risk, but at, with the inevitability of uh, of, of oversimplifying. In, in a word, the, the Torah position is that gratuitous socializing between men and women is inappropriate. That men should socialize with men and that women should socialize with women. That's not anti-men, it's not anti-women. It's, it's part of the Torah's prescription for a life of, of Kedusha. And it, it's something which, again, from Hayotzim Menhalev, I will say, 
and, and I have no doubt Nachnasim Al Halev. I'm not sure that, that that we have sufficient sensitivity to that value and to that area of of halacha. And Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, we, we can help uh, rebuild Yerushalayim by being Mochir Zeh We have many, many fundamental core values to teach that we embody. And there are also values that, that we can, again, draw chizuk and, and uh, inspiration. And perhaps the third area, each of these areas is really a separate, uh, a separate shmuz. The third is our fundamental belief and perspective on life is that life is a bridge. If, I, if it were Rabbi Will giving this drasha, we could ask him to sing Kola Olam Kula Geshet I won't subject you to it though. Life is a bridge. It's a bridge to Olam Hava. Hafken Atsum Chavipoz, the Kedeshe Tikanis the Traklin. And as, as the, the white hairs proliferate, that reality becomes more, becomes increasingly clear. As such, our involvement in the mundane, in the physical, in the material should be calibrated to what effect it helps contribute to that mission. It should be calibrated to see to what extent it helps propel us along the path, along the bridge, and not to what extent it, it derails us or impedes our, our progress. For, for uh, many, many summers, Baruch Hashem and my family and I have been uh, privileged to, to, to go to Eretz Yisrael and, and participate in, in the NCSY Kolel. So the, the past uh, many years, the NCSY Kolel is uh, located in Moshev Beit Meir. Moshev Beit Meir is a vacation spot in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. So what is it that, that uh, people come for? The, the five-star uh, Hilton uh, Hotel and, and, uh, and, and, and all the other uh, luxuries and amenities that we're used to? No, there's, there's a little grassy area. Um, one or two swings. Grassy area. It's clean air and it's quiet. And, and this is a tremendous treat. This is... It's a vacation spot. P- people come on vacation. There's a certain pashtus hachayim. There's a certain simplicity and contentment with, with simplicity that, that Achenu, B'nai Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael provide a, a, a shining example for the rest of us to, to, to look at. I think in, in, in order to foster and, and, and develop a mindset of we need to understand and be proficient in the art of disagreement. 
we all know that in, in relationships, there's an art to disagree. There's an art to accepting difference. And any successful human relationship is, is clearly will reflect that the, the people involved have mastered and are, and, and, and are employing that art. So what are the, what are the rules of, of engagement for, for disagreement on, on religious issues, on matters of Torah? It's easy enough to figure out how to come up with a modus vivendi. I don't know, should we eat chicken tonight? Should we eat steak tonight? The, the steaks are not so great. So we can answer who we, we can... Uh, We'll find a, we'll find a, 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 a modus vivendi. But on religious issues, on, on, on Torah issues, what, what are the values, what, what are the rules of, of disagreement that, that, uh, that, that Chazal gives us? So one of the most famous passages, you're all familiar with it, the, Gemara's, the context of the Gemara is, uh, is, is the famous dispute between Beishamai and, and Beishelel about the status of a Tzoros Erva. That according to Beishelel, an, an Erva is, let's say, one brother marries his niece. He marries his brother's daughter. And then uh, that brother dies without children. So there is no mitzvah yibum for the surviving brother to marry his daughter. The Torah doesn't have a mitzvah yibum in such a case. What happened if the deceased brother had two wives before Chaim Dorben Gershom? What happened if the deceased brother had two wives? One was his niece, the surviving brother's daughter, and the other was a non-relative. So what's her status? Is there a mitzvah yibum there or, or not? So Beishamai says there is a mitzvah yibum, and Beishel says no, there's no mitzvah yibum. What's at stake here? So according to Beishamai, one would be neglecting a mitzvah. According to Beishelel, the erva of marrying a sister-in-law is intact, and if one marries a sister-in-law, the children will be mamzerim. So the stakes are, are great here. There are not too many areas in halacha that we take as seriously as yuchsin. Chazal have extra chumras in yuchsin that, that, that we don't have in other areas of, 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 of halacha. And, and Beishamai, at least prior to the Basko, whatever happened subsequently, so Beishamai stuck to their guns, Beishel stuck to their guns, and Chazal say, and they were noeg, ava, v'ach, And there was mutual love and, and respect b- between the two. So somehow we read the Chazal are telling us that if that Odom Godol is as entitled to an opinion as the Odom Godol who in our community, in the community that we live in, that we follow, if, if the leaders of, of the community are, who, 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 are bl- who are the trailblazers, who, who, who blaze the, 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 the path to follow, if they're equally entitled to, to an opinion, so no matter, no matter how serious the disagreement is, but one has to acknowledge, again, that, that the same way the Odom Godol, past and present, to whom we look for guidance, and whose guidance validates our lifestyle, the same way he's entitled to an opinion, 
So, so too, the Gedolim, to whom people in other communities look to, they're also entitled to an opinion, and it validates what, what they do as well. And a lot of the differences, not all the differences, but a lot of the differences that exist on an intercommunal level can be traced back to this. It can be traced back to, again, differences of opinion amongst the gedolim who respectively are the lodestars for different communities, each of whom was, is, uncontestably entitled to an opinion. And then, no matter how great, Mamzerus is not a, not, not a trifling matter. It's nothing trivial about, about questions of Mamzerus. And Beisiddle and Beishamai had tremendous mutual respect and, and love for each other because each one acknowledged that the other one had, was entitled to, 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 to his opinion. You know, whenever one is involved in, in a disagreement, again, whether it's in a disagreement in that we follow this Adam Godel because his positions resonate with us, or maybe because we were born into that community for whatever reason, and others follow a different Adam Godel, again, for the same possible range of reasons, whenever involved in a disagreement, it always seems like we're right. It's, it's no coincidence. Uh, it's no kunst to sort of respect the other person's um, being entitled to an opinion when, when I'm not sure whether I'm right. No, but we all live, I think, we, we all live as honestly as possible, and we all live doing what we think is true and what we think is right. And by definition, by definition, we think that the path that others are following is wrong. By definition. By definition, because otherwise we wouldn't be here. Otherwise, maybe we'd be straddling. Otherwise, we'd be more torn. We'd be more conflicted. But if, if the, the case is that, again, that that community in which we don't live, that we look at from, from the outside, that that community, again, is following the guidance of Gedolim, past and present, so they're as entitled to their opinion as we in following the Gedolim who, 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 who set the, the tone for us are entitled to their opinion. There is a remarkable letter from the, from the Sridei Eish. Sridei Eish wrote a letter to Rabdov Katz. Rabdov Katz uh, authored um, a, a multi-volume work on Tznur Samusa, on the Muslim movement. And then the Sridei Eish whose own spiritual roots were in Slabotka, in one of the Musi yeshivas. That's where he was nurtured. That, that's, uh, that, that's where he grew to, to greatness. So then he, 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 he wrote a letter to Abdov Katz, and, and he writes in the letter, he says, now that you've finished with the biographical sketches of the Gedole HaMusa and the different branches of Musa, now you should write a volume about the opponents of Musa. And he writes... He says, I, I, I don't remember the exact lesson, but I, I think this paraphrase is pretty close. He writes, it's a machla in, in, in our day, it's a sickness, in, in, in our day that, that, that people seek to portray only one opinion on everything. Now again, everything we're talking about obviously, obviously depends upon knowing how to draw the boundaries and the contours of the firm community, that's a separate schmooze. But 
when those boundaries and those contours are, are correctly and appropriately drawn, so that's what the three days right. It's a machla to think that because someone else is doing something differently, so that, that automatically puzzles, that automatically disqualifies. With Moshe writes in the Tshuva, someone was uh, somewhat uh, apologetic in uh, taking issue with one of his Piske Halacha. So Moshe Feinstein writes back and says, I don't know what you're apologizing for. He says, that's your responsibility. He says, your responsibility is not to defer to me. Your responsibility, again, assuming that uh, he's someone of, of stature, who's entitled to an opinion, your responsibility is to say what, what you think is, is correct based on, based on your understanding. And, and both sides need to acknowledge that, that fact and, and uh, accord the, the, the mutual respect which follows. But the truth is that, that when we look outward, and, and we look at other communities, so it's not, it's not only differences, valid differences we see. Sometimes we see things that are wrong. Again, unequivocally, unqualifiably wrong, and more present in other communities than in our own. There are such things. There are such things. People in other communities have the same experience. But th- 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 there, are, th- there are such things. But even then, the fact that, 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 that people have a blind spot, that doesn't disenfranchise, it doesn't disqualify. The Rambam writes in, in Hagdama to Perak Chelek, he, he writes, after listing the Yud Gimel Ikorim, he says, again, it's also a separate shmuz, how we, uh, how we relate to non-firm Jews, also a separate shmuz, but uh, it's, 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 it's not for this morning. The, the Rambam writes in... In, in Parakhelek, so after listing the Yud Gimel Ikarim, so he says, when a Jew genuinely subscribes to these Yud Gimel Ikarim, he says, whatever he may be guilty of, you should know that all the mitzvahs of loving him and all the prerogatives which are accorded to, to a Jew so all of those remain in place, whatever else the person may be guilty of. Again, it doesn't exonerate, it doesn't whitewash anything, but the point is, there's a difference between, between recognizing mistakes, recognizing flaws, recognizing shortcomings, and, and, and the sense of, of period, a sense of, of us and them. It's called Yisrael, and... and and blind spots, weak spots, flaws don't disqualify. Okay, we should be aware, and, and, and we shouldn't adopt those. And Adura, but we should try to project. It should be part of our 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 opportunity to teach. But but it doesn't it doesn't puzzle. Now, I'll, I'll give you a marshal, just a, a couple of more minutes. Um, I'll give you a marshal as follows. Let, let, let's say parents have a child. child's a little, uh, little wild. Um, that's what the parents say. Everyone else says the kids are built high. <laughs> but the parents say, oh, he's, he's a labor baker. He, he's a labor baker. 
So the parents love him. Of course the parents love him. Aye, but, but he's... Okay, okay, but he's my child. He's my child. So how do they love him? They love him because the default position is that you love unless something happens which causes that love to be forfeited. There aren't too many things in life that a child can do which causes him or her to forfeit parental love. So by Achenu Bnei Yisrael, the truth is, regardless of community, regardless of uh, way of dress, the default position is, is, is love. The question is not, uh, what have they done that, that, that I should love them? No, the question is, have they done anything, Rahman al-Islan, to forfeit that? But that's the default position. The parent doesn't begin with, why should I love my child? The, the, the starting point is, I love my child, unless Rahman al-Atlan, again, something really, really extreme, causes the parent to, uh, and even then, I don't know if the parent stops loving, maybe just suppresses the love. And that's supposed to be the starting position, the default position, again, intracommunally and intercommunally uh, as well. One last and sensitive point. How does one deal with, theoretically, hypothetically, if, if, if one feels that, that the community in, in which one lives is on the receiving end of unfair criticism and is disrespected, is not given its due. So is it really a, a realistic position to, to say that that notwithstanding we should try to subscribe to the, the mandate of of looking to draw inspiration and edification that we should look to the basically expressing the same idea as the Rambam did at the conclusion of the Yud Gimelikorim. So honestly, it's a very real and formidable Nisayan. It is. It's very real and, and, and it's, very, it's very formidable. But there really isn't any alternative, because if, if, if one doesn't meet the challenge, so then one becomes guilty of the same attitude which he's critiquing. So that, you know, the, the way one sort of confronts a challenge and and then is able to galvanize the strength to overcome it can be in one of two ways. Sometimes we have an exaggerated notion of what the challenge is. And then all you have to do is cut it down to size and show that it's not so, uh, not so difficult. And then a person is prepared to cope with the challenge. And sometimes the challenge really is formidable. And you can't honestly write it off as... It is, I think, for, for most people, for most people, human nature being what it is, it is a, a formidable challenge. It is a formidable Nisayan. But the way one 
galvanize as a strength there is to know just how critical or how imperative it is that we deal with it. Because the, the, the energy and the determination we have you know, is directly linked to and dependent upon just how important the, 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 the task at, at hand is. The Chafetz Chaim quotes the, 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 the Medrash on, uh, on the Pasuk in V'zal Sarboch of Ayi and Melech V'sasef Rosh Hayom Yachad Shifta Yisro So Chafetz quotes and Chazal say that when is it Vayihi Vishun Melech? When is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Melech? When does HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, relate to us? When does HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, want to uh, connect with us? When it's Yachad Shifta Yisrael. So Halavai, if, if we can uh, continue to internalize the, 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 the lessons of Hochichu Zeh Zeh, it should be fulfilled Vayihi Vishun Melech. Amen.